0: You said you're definitely going to cry today? Yeah. Why? You've never cried on the podcast.
1: It's just been a rough... I don't know. Everything's like bubbling to the surface.
0: All right. What? I don't understand what bubbling... This is. Is this about me?
1: It's about everything. I mean, I'm not in a fight with you or anything, but.
0: Because we have a deal. We don't do the podcast if we're fighting. Right. But if this is a hit job, I need to know before I go any further. It's not. Okay. So what's on your, what's on your mind today, darling? Well,
1: I went to the therapist this morning and didn't really know what I was going to talk about. But as I'm driving there, I'm just getting more and more frustrated with my mom situation.
0: Are you sure you want to talk about that in the podcast?
1: I mean, I'm not going to get into details, but a mother-daughter relationship is really complicated, something that I don't think men will ever understand and something that if you're lucky enough to be a daughter with a mom that you don't have conflict with, you'll never understand. And I just, like, burst into tears. Like,
0: Wait, what, with the therapist or in the car?
1: Yeah, in therapist, but it was almost crying. Like, my eyes were burning walking from the car to the, to the therapist. And I don't think she's ever seen me cry like that. It was like animal cries.
0: I've never seen an animal cry. No,
1: it's like really like if somebody could, was somebody overheard it, they would have thought like it was like howling. It was really bad. And it just is like you have to be so careful what you say to your children. Because you think that it's not a big deal or that it's something trivial or it's in passing or it's like, oh, it's just in a bad, I was just having a bad day. Like whatever you say during that one bad day is something that your daughter will play in her mind over and over and over and over for decades. And it will shape and create who that person is.
0: Um, do you? This is
1: not really a conversation, I guess, back and forth, I would say. Well, I mean, I'm
0: doing what most most humans do, which is think about it in terms of themselves. mm -hmm. And I think about my relationship with Owen. Mm -hmm. And I was going through our text thread last night. It doesn't matter what I say to that kid. The response is always like, okay, dad, sounds great, love you. And like, that's it. And that sounds nice, but there's not a lot of depth That I have in there's not a lot of depth there. And I guess I'm bringing this up now not to turn the conversation on me, but because you're 47, how old are you? 41, 38?
1: Something like that.
0: Years old. And all the damage that's been done between you and your mom. No, more damage can be done, but it's mostly, you're mostly reflecting on what happened in your past, right?
1: No, I mean, if past is like four days ago.
0: Okay, then, no. I'm
1: just saying, and on that note, like on that idea, it's never too late to mend a relationship. I truly believe that. Okay. Like you can have a terrible relationship and all somebody has to do is say, I'm sorry, I'm going to try harder. And then it's like, that's all, I, that's all you want from your parents is for them to like show you that they can be a better person than you are because they're the parents.
0: Okay then, so to turn this into something something constructive how can your learnings help inform me to be a better parent to my 20 he's gonna be 21 holy shit to my 21 year old because he's wonderful he's the greatest boy ever I love him to death but especially since he went to college I feel like we don't have much of a relationship anymore
1: well before I talk about you and your son can I just talk about me and my daughter
0: Oh, okay. It, that, yeah, no, no this that, is the same thing. It, that
1: entire question, but how, what have no, I learned? No, it's the same thing. Go. Well, recently I lost my temper because she was being really bad.
0: Was I home? What did mm-hmm. you do to her? What, she's my child too. What did you do to Wait, my you're child?
1: You're gone half the time, so when her said, attitude you, is partially because you're gone. Well,
0: I know because she's a fighter, but what do you do to her when I'm not there?
1: Nothing. I just said you're being really bad and like yelled at her. And then she got upset and she went to her room and I went into the room after her and I, and I apologized for calling her bad. And I said, I was really upset. You weren't listening to me and I'm really sorry that I raised my voice. But next time, can you try to try harder to listen to me and pay attention? It's really important. If at any time when my parents lost their temper at me and called me names beyond belief and insulted me beyond belief, things that still burn to this day. If at any time they came to me and put their hand on my shoulder and said, I'm sorry, I just, I just lost my temper. I, I don't really feel that way about you. I don't really think you are X, Y, and Z. I don't really think you will become X, Y, and Z in the future. Like anything bad they said, they could just... People make mistakes. And the, the, the hardest thing is when it's your own parent. And they lose their temper or they say things they don't mean or they spank you or whatever. Like, I didn't spank Franny, but like okay. anything, they, like they lose their mind and they do something wrong as a parent. As a child, even at 41, you still hope that your parents will set a good example and be the better person and say, put their arm on your shoulder and say, I'm sorry, I've had a really bad few months, but you know I love you. That's all I want. And I won't get it. I will not get it.
0: Yeah. Both of our parents are kind of fucked up, aren't they?
1: It's just But don't you agree like even if your mom came back to you today and said I'm sorry for what I did as a, when you were a teenager, It wouldn't happen. But what if she did?
0: It would, would never.
1: What I agree with you. I'm saying hypothetically.
0: It would have a huge impact. A huge
1: on you. impact. It would change the way you think about her. It would change the way you think my, about humanity.
0: My mother has never assumed Ow. guilt or fault for a single thing in her entire life.
1: And I think a lot of people would say that about their parents too. Because I don't know what it is with their generation and the pride or like they think I'm your parents, therefore I am right no matter what.
0: So... um, you're going to Miami with your on a girls' trip this weekend.
1: Yeah, I feel so guilty about. It. I'm actually making it like work. Like we're bringing work to do.
0: Well, I don't think that's such a negative thing. It's good to have a purpose. It is. What it do you is. guys talk about?
1: We have to go. You mean what is the purpose of it? No,
0: like what are girls? What do you you guys like talk about? Boys and, how some, like. Skeeter and Johnny are handsome and stuff. Like, what? No, you, we
1: talk about periods and we talk about gross.
0: Don't say that word. Yeah. On the podcast, we talked about that. It's fine. Ugh. Why would you have to say that? I'm, I'm not uncomfortable with that. It's a beautiful.
1: Did I ever tell you the story about thing. Francine when she, she had to learn about periods just because she had to? because I didn't know how else to explain to her what was going on when she walked in the bathroom.
0: I remember when she was two walking around saying, I've got my period. (laughs) That's
1: when it was. And I was like,
0: Jesus, who did I marry? What did she teach her?
1: (laughs) She'd go to the bathroom. She'd be like, Mom, I don't have my period. (laughs) I'm like, nope, not yet. It was almost as bad as when I found her.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's fun living in a house full of women. (laughs) I hide. I literally hide. I hide at the Mm. gym all night, every night, until everybody's asleep, then I come home. Kiss the baby goodnight and then go to sleep in her room. <laughs> <laughs> Franny sleeps with Candace.
1: Don't you have so much anxiety about moving? I think Why that's do what's you have making such a, You have anxiety
0: about everything.
1: Yeah, I think that my depression is manifesting itself in anxi- anxiety these days.
0: Isn't there a pill for that? I want all of them. Didn't you buy that weed pen and in, it's in your jacket pocket?
1: I'm nervous that it's going to make me nervous if I take take
0: it. Oh, hey, a fun experiment. We have about a half an hour left in this podcast. Why don't you go ahead and have your weed pen and then we can let the viewers decide if you get weird or not.
1: Okay. Okay. (laughs) Did you put it back in my pocket? I hope so. I've been walking around with this in my pocket for like two months. I'm
0: 99% sure that that you're going to be just fine. All right. So if I can paint a picture for the boys and girls at home, Candace and I were in... Los Angeles a week or two ago. And what,
1: how much did you take of this? It's almost empty. Let me
0: see. That wasn't me.
1: That wasn't me.
0: Maybe they come like that.
1: You're full of it.
0: Okay. So, Candace and I were in Los Angeles a couple of weeks ago. And Candace has had, nobody's going to be able to hear you sucking on that thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, I heard it. <laughs> oh, don't blow it on me. <laughs> okay. So, Candace and this podcast just took a sharp turn. Um, <laughs>
1: It's like a Snoop Dogg video in here.
0: (laughs) Candace and I were um, in Los Angeles a few weeks ago, and she was flipping out. What were you flipping out about?
1: The house, moving, everything.
0: Flipping out. So we drove by a weed store called MedMen, which is like the um, CVS or Duane there's It's like the Walgreens of pot stores. And I go into the pot store, which if you've never been to a state where it's... um, Legal for recreational use. It's a very interesting experience. So you go in there, and the guys are all super friendly. And I'm, Hey, welcome. What can we help you with? And I'm like, I said to the guy, literally, my wife's sitting in the car across the street, freaking out. What can I give her that won't get her high, but will calm her down? And he gave me that thing. And Candace, you cool now? I think so. You think it's a placebo? I don't know. Can I tell you something really scary? Sure. Okay. So there's this guy. Um, I don't know him well, but we chat on, on the internet a little bit, and I think he's got an interesting show. But he has a podcast called No Jumper, and it's a very successful podcast, and he interviews mostly like hip-hop stars, um, but super successful, like huge audience. And he and I were texting on Sunday night or something, because um, I'm going to go on a show or something like that, or just just niceties. And he said, last night, someone broke into my studio and pointed a gun at me while I was live. And I went and found the video. And he was like sitting, chit-chatting like we are, bullshitting. And one of the guys that was on the show, like brought him some takeout foods. He does like long four-hour live streams. And then this guy comes in with a handgun and just points at him and screams, give me all your money, give me all your money. And he started like laughing. You're like, what are you doing? You know, like with a little smile until he realized it was real. And then he had security there apparently that was able to sort of interject and take the guy down and the police came. And it was a very serious altercation. But it happened It happened live on the air and it happened like, you know, within a few days of what happened in, um, in New Zealand. There isn't a point to this other than, Sh- shit's fucked up and seeing that while he was podcasting and the fact that he's a youtuber not unlike me a youtuber was is a scary thing that's my whole story why are you looking at me like that that's a serious thing
1: i'm very calm right now that's why I are let you, you finish stoned that whole story
0: <laughs> wait that's are you did we just blow I'm the not whole stoned. podcast
1: no not at all um
0: I'd like to say for the record that Candace is not pregnant or driving or operating any heavy machinery and if you choose to um, imbibe any cannabis products to do so responsibly.
1: Does imbibe mean, I feel like every, every podcast we get into like grammar, does imbibe mean just liquids or does it mean like to,
0: to put
1: anything in your body?
0: I don't know, but I will say that the last time I used uh, a word that you corrected me on and then we looked it up, I was correct and you were wrong.
1: I wasn't wrong. We were both correct.
0: <sighs> um, you might be right about this. Okay, thank you. No, okay, okay. <laughs> okay, so imbibe means to drink alcohol. Mm-hmm. That's the first meaning. That's the verb. But then it goes further where it says to absorb or assimilate.
1: That has nothing to do. And it
0: goes further... You might be right.
1: You can't imbibe a cigarette or cigarette smoke.
0: Sure, but I guess I derive the term um, from alcohol, the difference between drinking water, you don't imbibe water, but you imbibe alcohol. Yes. Because the subtext for the definition of the word imbibe is to absorb. So your body is absorbing the alcohol, therefore you are imbibing alcohol, but you're not imbibing water because your body is not absorbing the the chemical effects of water. Is this making... I'm sort of making this up. As you I are
1: making this up.
0: So, by smoking a, a tiny vape pen, I feel like your body is absorbing the chemical effects of that vape pen. Oh, Casey, and I please, abstractly. For the love of
1: God, stop talking. But I really want to get into um, making CBD stuff, but I don't want to because I can't stand it when people say CBD. And in the car on the way over here, I was thinking of cuter ways to say CBD like bd what if it's like bd or Biddy?
0: honey um
1: and i want to make like salves
0: do you listen to podcasts
1: no <laughs> god
0: no <laughs> okay so on every podcast player there's an option where you can make it go faster or slower mm-hmm. like some was i just talking slow what i was going to say is there's some podcasts i listen to at like 1.25 speed so it's a little bit faster and you had that vape pen, and it's <laughs> as if someone pushed a button on Candace that turned you down to 0.75 speed. <laughs> You're speaking at uh, 75% your normal it tone. It works.
1: I'm <laughs> so chill. <laughs>
0: Gosh, giving that before we started this. So Candace and I have spent a lot of time talking about her business, Billy. And where I've landed, and I don't think that this is like some sort of genius, astute observation, I just think this is a very... Um, objective statement is that the magic of your company Billy is not in its products but is in the brand as in add up all of the things that Billy represents so your amazing products like your aspirational ones like necklaces and the jewelry and then your accessible ones like your purses and your accessories and your sweatshirts and then you add up how awesome your logo is and how how you've implemented on the logo and you add up like the personality that your brand has with its social media and everything else all of that collectively equals the brand, generically. And I think that the value of the brand exceeds the value of those products. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like if you sell the product and you make X, X amount of dollars a year, that is not as valuable as like what that brand represents.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so we've been talking about that and then talking about how do you further that brand instead of just focusing <laughs> on products. You make
1: more products.
0: That's definitely part of it. But where I was going with this was the discussion we had the other night. Which was? About you starting something.
1: Oh, yeah. My weed line.
0: No, not your weed line. Oh, what? Your YouTube channel. Oh. Yeah. 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 Stony, I'm not going to let you talk any. I'm not going to let you no, talk really, anymore. You I, I'm
1: really I'm really into in it. I just I don't know that I have time. Literally don't have time or the brain bandwidth to edit them even if they're a minute long.
0: That's, that's it's true. It's a lot.
1: Like can not I hire someone to edit them? And <sighs> M- pay them per, per minute. Maybe
0: the hard part is finding somebody who can like it goes like this. Like through the process of editing you would find your voice, not to speak like like a dope, but you would find like what it is that makes it clever and special and that's such like a nuanced thing, you know, that to give somebody else that responsibility I think would mean you would never find that voice and you'd have this third party trying to figure it out. I
1: know, but we're literally talking one-minute info
0: I know, but if stories. you're, you're going to marginalize it like that...
1: I'm not it, I, marginalizing it. I see the potential and I see the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. And I want to do it mostly because like, it's very hard for me to get... It's more fun than a, an than a Instagram story. And lasts longer. And lasts longer and more interactive. And like, I don't know. I just like the idea of it. Um, but I, I, don't, I, I, I know what I want. I just have to tell somebody this is what I want here. This is, I'll record it even on my own cell phone and give them the footage and be like, cut yeah, it. Yeah,
0: it just doesn't work like that.
1: But it's not a 15-minute story hey, like do yours. You think,
0: um, do you think Candice is starting a YouTube channel? is A good title for this podcast. Oh, yeah, people love that one. Yeah, that's funny. Um, I think you're selling yourself short, and then I also think, do you understand the metaphor analogy? Metaphor, they're like the monster under your bed. Uh huh, it's like you're laying in bed and you're terrified because you think there's this huge, scary, evil monster under your bed, and you're so scared. Then when you finally get off the bed and you look under there, you realize it's like it's nothing to be afraid of. Nothing I guess
1: there. if I if I took the time I spent doing that's, Instagram stories and did, put it towards YouTube uh, I, even Morgan could help me because she that's what me with I, all think. Instagram I, I think
0: that if you were to look at the monster under the bed and teach yourself how to edit with really basic software it would be so empowering and you would get so every time you do it you'd like get a little bit better and you'd think of a new idea but if you cut that part of the process out you'll never have that opportunity to like reflect on what you're doing and, there, and to become better does that make sense?
1: Yeah I just need more people to work for me
0: yeah, you do. There's not enough people. You do. I understand that.
1: Do you want to talk about what you just said to me before we came down here? Well, first of all, we're wearing the exact same jeans in the exact same size,
0: which is a little. I feel like right sad. now, you are setting me, you are setting a trap for me to walk into. Trap. You already, is it a
1: trap if you dug your own hole and put your own leaves over it?
0: <sighs> okay, so we recorded this podcast. It was great. There was some deep conversation. But then Candace decided that it was too intimate or whatever and we butchered it. And it went from an hour to like 27 minutes. Mm-hmm. And what was left in it was none of the substance but just the two of us bickering. Mm-hmm. And then I was, getting, I was getting torn to pieces for it on the interweb. <laughs> People was like, Casey's such a misogynist, like mansplaining and cutting her off. But it's true. No, but we cut out the 25 minutes where I was just listening to you talk.
1: Oh, well.
0: That's also true.
1: That is true, but... It's
0: okay for husbands and wives to bicker. It doesn't mean mansplaining.
1: Oh, there, but there is a difference between bickering and mansplaining. That's that's oh, I, what... I
0: agree. Okay. But, but like speaking broadly, not speaking Casey and Candace. Okay.
1: All right, honey. Okay. I don't
0: mansplain to you. Oh, no. Look, let me explain. No, no, <laughs> you're just setting me up for that joke. Okay, so what happened before we came down here is... I'm wearing your old pants. Yeah.
1: That were washed once and you are wearing the exact same pants that have not been washed. Same size, same everything.
0: They look terrible on I you.
1: I think they look so cute. You're wrong. They're they're boy jeans, they're but not, they fit me.
0: They're okay.
1: And they're adorable. They're
0: not adorable. You have a very different shape from me. <laughs> First of all, These- I'm, seven, I'm 6 inches 8 inches. How tall are you?
1: Five nine and
0: I'm six two. <laughs> <laughs> How tall are you, really? You're like five, five five. You're five five, and I'm like five
1: eleven.
0: So that's just I'm <laughs> a half a foot taller than you, and I have like a very different size waist and hips and everything from you.
1: I'm not trying to look like you in these pants,
0: exactly.
1: I'm trying to look like me in boys' pants,
0: and you're not. I think in your head you have this vision of like cute girl wearing guy's old pants and that's such a cute thing that I saw in a J. Crew catalog in 1996. The reality of it is it's much closer to like like it's just so far from cute. They don't look right on you. They don't fit you right on top of that. These jeans aren't meant to be washed and they went through the washing machine so they shrunk in all the wrong places and they're all like they look like kind of like old navy jeans from like the early 2000s. Why don't you tell me 2000? what you would
1: like me to wear?
0: You're so pretty.
1: No, don't. Just tell me what you would like me to wear. I don't know. Do you want me to wear... Like, name somebody whose style you like that you wish I could dress like. Um. And don't say Kate Beckinsale. I know you have the hot. No, I don't. Her.
0: Is that the one that I have the hot? Yes. For? Who's the one that She wears like
1: platform from... knee-high suede boots. No, no. Who's the one That's her.
0: Yeah, she's... A Babe. I'm
1: not dressing like that.
0: Okay. Like Kim Blows Kar- out her like, hair every day. Like Kim Kardashian. Are
1: you joking? <laughs> yes,
0: I'm joking. <laughs> uh, what, for some context here, so I don't have to, so people don't think I'm a monster, although I'm definitely, definitely wrong in this argument. And there's no, there's no, <laughs> <laughs> there's no changing that. What does your mother say about your style and she the way hates you dress? The way I dress. Okay. Give us some, give us some specifics there, Candace. Color in those. Color in that picture for us.
1: Do you know something she said that I don't?
0: No, your mother said the same thing to you about the way you dress since I met you fifteen years ago.
1: Care, put on some makeup.
0: She well, says you don't d- dress like a boy, and she says you dress like a schlub.
1: Mm-hmm. So my mom won't leave the house without makeup. She blow dries her hair twice a week.
0: And no, I would. I'm not. She even has her
1: nails f- done and her feet done.
0: I think the cutest thing about you is that you don't look in the mirror and you don't give a shit.
1: Okay. I, and
0: I totally mean that. Like, you know that. Like, I teach his own. And I think everyone, boys, girls, everyone in the world should do whatever they feel like they want to do to make themselves feel good when they leave the house. But different people have different tastes. I, different
1: strokes for different, different folks. Different strokes
0: for different folks. Candace likes funny-looking guys with huge noses. <laughs> That's her thing.
1: I do. <laughs> <laughs>
0: who wear sunglasses all the time. Um, but the, the, what I find myself most attracted to in a woman or are women who don't wear makeup or a lot of makeup or any makeup. Um, and I just think you're like the prettiest thing. You're also, God-given, won the lottery when it came to like... You know, you're not a big fitness person, but you have like a really most amazing body ever. And the way you dress is like, how did I say it this morning? It's like you go out of your way (laughs) to make yourself as not pretty as possible.
1: It's not.
0: It's like you have that girlfriend who wears that red puffy jacket that's so cute on her. She's so cute. And you go out and you buy a men's lumberjack brown, (laughs) I'm serious, brown coat that if I wore people would be like, well, I guess if it keeps you warm, Casey, it looks fine on you. It's, it's such a warm coat. Okay, so wear a blanket. <laughs> you, look like, like a, you look like a coal miner when mm. you wear that. Not in a cute, charming way. Oh. And you can get whatever clothes you want. It's just like you have all these beautiful handbags in your closet. I know because I bought you half of them as presents. And you walk around with literally a burlap sack. <laughs> it's a burlap sack. And you have cute girl jeans.
1: They're uncomfortable. They're tight.
0: Your pink sneakers are adorable. The ones I, I'm wearing right now? Yes. That's, those are cute. That long sleeve shirt you have on is adorable. Mm. What is this, by the way? Billy. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh. But what's the cut? Like who's, Who makes the blank? I'm not telling you. You always find the best oh, suppliers. Oh, no, this one's custom. Is it?
1: No. <laughs> I'm just trying to confuse you.
0: It looks good. But in any event, you, you get it. But you only took those jeans because I was going to throw them out and you said don't waste those and you put them on. And no, I don't think that, I don't think that they're flattering. I'm sorry. That's it? That's all you have to respond to? <laughs> you were like fired up about it. No, listen, time. I, I like, was. I thought you were going to divorce me for saying that.
1: No, Look. The other day, I put on like a sports bra, which is like taking it to the next level of laziness. You want to get into that? (laughs) And I agreed with you. You said your boobs look flat. You look, (laughs) they just do nothing. And I, you know what? You were right. So I changed and I put on my little Uh uplifting perky booby bra and I felt better. But then there's things like these jeans. Like I don't particularly dislike them. The thing is, I used (laughs) to wear boy jeans. It's just not as hot when you're 41. Maybe that's what it is. I used to wear Dickies, I used to wear boys' jeans, and i wear like a wife beater with it with no... God, wife beater? Are you even allowed to say that anymore?
0: You used to wear... When I met you, you'd walk around New York City wearing a loose-fitting, paper-thin wife beater with no bra under it.
1: Well, it wasn't loose-fitting. It was skin-tight, so you could see everything. That was like the hottest.
0: I don't know how you made it a block like that. Mm, I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Like, every block was just... Just bad. Bad. <laughs> You were just a walking party.
1: <laughs> but maybe it's just not so. You know how like, and when you're a certain age, you can't wear mini skirts. Like it's just gross. Like maybe I'm just that age where I can't Babe, wear boy jeans anymore.
0: You can definitely still wear mini skirts. No. You sell yourself so short.
1: I'm 41. You can't wear mini skirts. You can't wear low-cut shirts. You can't. You are a total babe. I have to start cutting my hair short. What? That's what happens. <laughs> tight
0: perm? <laughs> Cut your hair short? You Wait, tight, no joke. I kind
1: of thought about getting a perm. Not cutting my hair, but perming it. Oh, God. Curls like Taylor Swift back in the day.
0: Candace also brings up to me at least once a week these ideas she has for plastic surgery.
1: Cheek, it's not. It's cheek fillers. filler. Chin
0: filler, <laughs> lip filler, nose filler, eye filler, well, eyeball filler. No, but truth your be filler. told,
1: I went to the dermatologist Why? to ask about it. I don't like it. this idea. And I was like, "Look, I don't really like this thing under my chin, but I don't know if I'm a oh, candidate." God. She's like, "Well, I'd start with fillers under your eye, and then I, your chin is weak, so I'd put fillers in your chin, and then we do a little filler here on your laugh lines, and then we do <sighs> Botox because one of your eyebrows is lower than the other." And then I kept looking at her. And I was like, "It's like going to a makeup counter and like looking at someone's like the Mac makeup where they do like the drama, like drag queen makeup, and and it's like, do I really want this person to help me choose my color palette right now?
0: Right, you really want so that person at her deciding and I was your like, face? No, thanks. The other thing is, plastic surgery for the most part is elective surgery, which means that they only get paid if they can talk you into complicated procedures.
1: I. W- but, like, if
0: you were to ever come home with a new face, I want you to know I'd really struggle with that.
1: How about when we got married and you came to visit me the first time and you came to Houston with Owen and I had a big.
0: I really struggled. I know. <laughs> okay, look, I, if you were in a horrible accident,
1: I've had three nose jobs.
0: If you, were, if you were in a horrible accident, I would still love you till the day you die, um, no matter what. But if you were to make a conscious decision, to go and have someone cut your face up to try to make you look different, I would struggle with that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And like I was right after Ken and I met, and she's like, I have to go home to get a surgery. I've got a problem with something.
1: <laughs> no, okay, but I did <laughs> have a problem. This is
0: bullshit. Yeah, you, your problem is that you didn't like the way your nose looked. My nose the- looks
1: worse now than it did before. Yeah. The last nose was the best nose I had, but I did have a dumbbell fall on my face. This, all this, not real no, bone. That's it's
0: true. It's true.
1: This whole left side before of my you, nose is, before is judge, fake.
0: Before you judge the girl for having a quarter dozen nose jobs, that's accurate by the way. No, it's not. A quarter of a dozen is how much?
1: Six,
0: nine, twelve. Three. Yeah. yeah
1: okay. but one was when I was seven years old. Well, I was just
0: gonna qualify it saying okay. before you give Candace hard time for having a quarter dozen nose jobs, it is important to know when she was a little girl, she had a dumbbell slide off of, it wasn't a dumbbell, it was a, a plate.
1: No, right? It was a dumbbell but with like the that didn't have the rubber stopper on. It was like a pipe with two weights on the yeah, end yes. and then no rubber so that's, stopper. So that's
0: a barbell. A barbell. And the plate slid off the end of the barbell and landed on her seven-year-old, four-year-old?
1: The whole barbell fell off. Oh, it was shit. like 10 pounds smashed on my nose. It was
0: like a joust.
1: Yes. And how, so half, and how old were le- you? Seven.
0: Okay. So So
1: ha- the left half of my nose was...
0: Her whole face was busted is open. Is
1: macerated a word? No, it's not.
0: No, I don't think so. How,
1: what's it called when something crunches all away?
0: Um... Well, when I broke my leg, it was called fragmented.
1: It was fragmented. So they had to go in. Shattered Shattered is what it was. Nice. And so inside, if you were to stick your finger up my nose. I don't want to. It couldn't get farther than a quarter of an inch because there's a big ball of cartilage that had to be built to hold my nostril open. Gross. Yeah, so three no, th- a quarter of a dozen nose <laughs> jobs later.
0: So it's not entirely vanity. It's not, no. Not entirely vanity. She had to do it.
1: You can feel it from the outside, even. I don't
0: want to. But if I were to come home and you had cheek fillers and lip fillers and whatever other, I would have a tough time. What
1: about butt implants?
0: No. Oh, God, no. That's so disturbing. (laughs) That is so upsetting to think about. Here's my two cents on plastic surgery. And if you have plastic surgery and you feel good about it, God bless you. I had a very, very lovely old woman friend of mine who had three facelifts or something, and remember her? Yeah. And she passed away, lovely woman, and I remember saying to her, or no, I remember her saying, I'm thinking about getting another facelift, and I said, why, why would you do that? And she goes, I don't know, makes me feel good, makes me feel young, and the minute she said that, I was like, I get it, and if that's true, if that's how it makes you, then fuck yeah, do whatever makes you feel good. But... I think that when you have plastic surgery, it doesn't make you look younger. It just makes you look like you've had plastic surgery. Does that make sense? Yes. Is that a but can I, thing to say? I,
1: I don't want to drag this out too much, Ooh, but there's I a difference like between late. plastic surgery be and like derma, fi- no, like fillers and stuff. Oh, and I think that plastic surgery Honey, is don't sometimes get necessary. Don't get it's fillers. the fillers that make you look like weird.
0: Like, wait, so now you're?
1: I'm not getting anything done.
0: Okay. Whew. Good God, that'd be a tough one. No, that'd be real tough.
1: I don't know why you're so attracted to me. It's so weird. Why? I don't know.
0: You're so cute, though. You have green eyes.
1: <laughs> Remember when you got mad at me what? for saying can, about Georgie yeah, has say brown, brown eyes?
0: You can't say that to a girl. You're going to give her issues. You were just talking about the impact of a mom on a daughter. I
1: know that. But then, can then stop is... telling Franny how gorgeous her blue eyes are because I don't she's going to have And a, she has green
0: oh, eyes. She does not you have do blue eyes. say it. Okay, one of our daughters... Francini has like crazy, crazy green eyes, just like her mom. And then Georgina has perfectly normal eyes like her dad. And Fr- Candace sits <laughs> Candace sits there with both girls in her lap, looking at Georgina, shaking her head, being like, You poor thing. You poor no, thing. You've got that- horrible, hideous brown <laughs> that- eyes. No so one will ever that like you. That is a lie. And then you <gasps> run your finger through Francine's hair and be like, you're beautiful.
1: God is going to punish you for lying.
0: <laughs> okay, that's a little extreme. But you basically said no, that. No,
1: this is the thing. Carly, my sister, has always oh, been God. insecure about having brown hey, eyes when I have green eyes. Absolutely
0: if not. If you never mention it, I literally, my entire life never thought about that. I thought about like how my eye color has been holding me back. I'd never considered that until we got d- in that argument in front of the kids like I a week ago. I
1: never... Casey Neistat. What? I never said that. You
0: said it All I said
1: was, I feel bad for Georgie. Yes, don't say that. Why no, you say no, that? No, because there's more to the sentence. I feel bad for Georgie because what if she's jealous that her sister has green eyes? Because in my experience, Carly, who's absolutely gorgeous with brown eyes, has always, always said how jealous she was that I had green eyes. So I feel bad for Georgie because I'm projecting that sort of insecurity that my sister had onto her. I'm not saying, Georgie's going to be beautiful. There's absolutely no question she's a gorgeous baby. She's going to be a gorgeous child, even though she looks like you. But she'll be like a beautiful version of you.
0: Do you know every girl I've ever dated looks exactly the same? Like me. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) Well, you're the outlier because you have green eyes. Uh, I've only ever been attracted to like a little bit shorter, brown haired, brown eyed girls, Mm -hmm. olive skin. Mm -hmm. Every girl. Mm -hmm. That's the only kind of girl I've ever been attracted to.
1: It's so funny because I also like dark complexions and dark hair and dark eyes. You know what? I feel so much better after that just one little puff.
0: Jesus, great! Keep that thing on you at all times. You're much easier to get along with right now.
1: Like the first five seconds, I was like, "Oh God, is this going to
0: become a thing where we're going to get shit?" Because it's like you're now you're advocating for.
1: Well, what would I would? Is it better for me to chug a bottle of wine and get aggro?
0: I don't. Please don't drink wine. You. Is it it better for me to
1: take those tranquilizers that were prescribed to me? You turn into a
0: monster when you drink wine. Well, what does your therapist say about? What does your doctor say about using weed to? chill you out?
1: Um, we haven't really talked about it.
0: Maybe it's time to bring it up with your physician, Candace, and get a professional opinion on the matter.
1: I mean, she knows that I don't like tranquilizers. What are they called? Xanax or whatever they are.
0: How many more episodes until we just have like a four-foot dragon glass bong sitting on the table and <gasps> you and I are just ripping that shit during the... What do they sound like?
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I haven't heard a bong since high school. Oh my
1: God, I used to clear them. One time I cleared a four foot bong. How does that not put you in the hospital? I asked... (laughs) To be taken to the hospital because I kept saying if i don 't remind myself to breathe i 'm not going to breathe i 'm going to die, and i was like i 'm going to forget to remind myself and i 'm going to die, and I never did a four footer ever again
0: yeah that 's a terrible thing you know we used to do that I was a huge fan of is I to this day i don 't like the taste of beer oh, I love it I know you do i 'm not a beer drinker <laughs> like I have all this I have a bunch of friends that are like into iPAs and I don't know. Oh no, that, I like watery beer. Means. Yeah, but I was a huge um beer bong guy with the funnel at the top. Mm, that's good. I love that was my favorite way to take down to imbibe a beer mm-hmm. because it was less it was like brute force instead of having to actually taste what a nat, natty ice tastes like.
1: Mm, but natty ice is so good.
0: Oh god.
1: But it's even better in a bong. Yeah. Although I could shotgun a beer. If anybody wanted to challenge me to a shotgun in contest, I would win.
0: How long have you known me? Ever
1: eighteen years, seventeen years. And
0: how long, how many times have you seen me in a civil way order a beer at a restaurant or a bar? Never,
1: <laughs> ever, ever, no, ever. Once. In fact, you're either say to the waitress or waiter, um, "I'll take the most girly drink <laughs> you have with that's some a, vodka in it." That's
0: what I usually say.
1: And then, or you'll say Jack on the Rocks, and that drink will sit there until we get dessert. You'll pull the ice out and chug the whole thing.
0: Yeah, I'm, so I'm not a drinker um, ever. I typically only drink out of guilt because I feel like I need to drink with Candice, um, and I definitely don't like beer. But I am a fan of super girly drinks. Like I like the umbrella and the pineapple and the, the cherry and like in it, as it in as decorative a cup as humanly possible. Or I like um, Jack Daniels with a little bit of water in it. Yeah, so that's what I do. You know, pretty civilized guy. I'm not a drinker.
1: It's too bad. Although it's probably good that you're not a drinker.
0: I can't do it. I can't. I used to drink a little bit when I was a kid. Oscar and I used to drink a lot when we were single men going out and hitting the town. But like we went out the other night and I had two or three drinks.
1: And then what happened?
0: I was hung over the entire next yeah, day. Yeah, but what
1: happened between the two or three drinks and the next day? I was not.
0: I had a um, stomachache and heartburn um,
1: before that. You got lucky.
0: With who? Me. I know. I just tease.
1: <laughs> Sometimes it's good to loosen up.
0: I feel like that was because you were drinking, not because I was drinking. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you understand how alcohol works. <laughs> uh. Uh,
1: so funny.
0: <laughs> okay, so thanks everybody for tuning into this week's podcast. Are we doing questions this week?
1: I didn't prepare.
0: Okay, me neither. Um, if you think. Candice should start her YouTube channel. Give her hell on Twitter to push her to do it. Also, if you're a YouTuber or someone who makes videos, help me explain to Candice the values and virtues and what's to be gained by actually forcing herself to tell her own stories by editing her own videos. That's what it is. Think of it as telling a story.
1: The only trouble is, I, I agree. I believe you. I believe you, mm. and I agree with mm. you. And you're right. Mm. When the fuck am I going to do it? First of all... When I have my alone time in the mornings? Am I, I, I going to spend do it. doing YouTube?
0: I could do it without, I could do without the profanity. <laughs> I feel like you're swearing <laughs> at me. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's... A, <laughs> you have to prioritize, honey. You'll figure it out. It's not that hard. And it doesn't take that much time. But if it were a priority of yours, also it's YouTube, so it means you post one of these videos a week or once every three days, and they're substantive and they last forever and you can point to them. And the same video that you make, you can put it on Instagram, Twitter, and, and YouTube. The same video.
1: All right, I'll so practice they have, they have this week. I'll lines. practice in Miami.
0: Did you download...
1: GarageBand?
0: Yeah, Twitter face. What's it called? <laughs> Did you download iMovie?
1: I have iMovie. It looks very scary to me. I'll
0: show you tonight how to use it.
1: Like I said, I'm just going to get a camcorder and, and edit in camera.
0: No, don't do that. Mm. And what are you going to use for a video camera? Do you want to just use your phone? Which is fine.
1: I'll use my phone.
0: You need moment lenses. Do you have any for it? No. I think we might have some upstairs. Okay. Alright, thanks everybody for tuning in to this week's episode of Couples Therapy with Candace and Casey. Please subscribe on whatever podcasting application or platform that you use and thank you to anchor who produces our podcast if you are interested in making a podcast i cannot recommend enough using anchor it's sort of like the youtube of podcasts you can even monetize your podcast using anchor even if you have a tiny audience they still let you monetize it which is which is great and it's also an edit tool and everything else and a discovery platform
1: you know you can add your own like what are those things that make sounds that funny sounds
0: um, Woo, sound, or effects? sound effects Yeah. is that really the word that you couldn't figure <laughs> out find, you, you could not find that in your head you not in this noggin <laughs> <laughs> um, and if anybody's wondering the reason why I root so hard for Anchor is because it's founded by uh, friends and good people and I love, I love when people have ideas and they see them all the way through to success so um, mad love for me to Anchor but check it out okay we'll see you next week